0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special in-between episode of the TDR Now podcast, where I am joined by Gone John, of gonejohn.com, and we just talk about our trip at Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, we recorded this just after our second day at the park, and we wanted to just capture our feelings and our thoughts and All that stuff that you get from visiting a park for the very first time. So let's give it a listen. Okay, so we just finished two days at Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. And I'm joined by John from gonejohn.com. And this trip
1: was very important for both of us. It was crazy important because shortly after we met uh, seven years ago, um, we went to Disney World for the first time in 2010. And on that trip, we started to talk about the idea of all these Disney parks that are around the world, right? Because we thought, well, you know, there's California, which we hadn't been to at that point. There's Paris, there is Tokyo, and there was Hong Kong. And I think you were the one who said, wouldn't it be kind of fun if we had a chance to go see all these parks? Yeah, I probably... It sounds like something I would say. It sounds like something you would say. (laughs) And so that kind of planted the seed in our head. And so we eventually went to Anaheim to go to Disneyland. Uh, We went to Disneyland Paris when we went to London and Paris back in 2012, I think it was. Yep. And then you moved to Tokyo and got your annual pass like a day or two after you actually moved to Tokyo. Just for the record... I waited a week before I got <laughs> my annual pass, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. And this trip has been kind of like hanging over our head because there's never really been a good time to go to Hong Kong because whenever I've come to visit in in Tokyo, it's mostly been to stay in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I don't want to say it's crazy expensive to go from Tokyo to Hong Kong, but as somebody who's traveling already across from North America, it's it's just time prohibitive more than anything else. And so, because my schedule lined up because I was leaving Southeast Asia after visiting there for two months, and you were able to create a gap at work, it just kind of worked out.
0: Yeah. Worked out perfectly, actually. Four days. Well, four days. I like. Thir- in Hong Thursday, Kong. Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, four days. Yeah. In Hong Kong. Two days are at the park. So, it's like a perfect amount of time, I think.
1: And. It's a bit of a badge of honor. I mean, you think about it, and not a lot of people can say they've been to all the parks in the world. And I think that's maybe, it's that slightly unattainable part of it that maybe makes me really excited to say that I've done it. Because I I just feel a sense of accomplishment. When we walked through the gate, when we got off the train at Hong Kong Disneyland and we walked up to that gate, I started to get a little choked up. Because I was like, we did it. We made it. And it was kind of awesome. Seven years in the making. Seven years in the making. And we get this badge of honor now until June 16th, 2016. <laughs> when those those guys in Shanghai opened Shanghai Disney Resort. So we get to hold that for three months. Exactly. I. You know what? I'm good with that, though. Because if there's another park to go visit, hey, why not? Yeah. So what were your overall impressions of the park? Like, if, if you were to, um, you know look back at the whole big picture of hong kong disneyland what what was your big impression of it
0: it was small mm-hmm. but that's what everyone told me so i kind of went in expecting that um but it also it felt like the original disneyland yeah. in a sense that's just just with the the size of the park because you know the original Disneyland is smaller mm-hmm. and this one uh I don't know the the actual size of Hong Kong Disneyland but it was it was small. It's like
1: you can navigate around that really easily. The big difference for me between this park and all the other parks that we visited. When we were sitting down for lunch on the first day, I think I said to you, this kind of feels like a playground with some rides in it. Mhm. Then that is I think a big difference from um you know California is all about the rides because it's competing with like Knott's Berry Farm and all those kind of places. Um, Florida is just like a totally immersive experience. It's the world. Um, Paris is doing its own thing. Tokyo is all about attention to detail and all that kind of stuff. And this park just felt like it was more about a place to come and play, take some photos, and oh, and there's a few rides here too. And I don't say that in a bad way, it's just, I think that's a really neat reflection maybe of what the guests here really like.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right on that one. Because pretty much in every land, there was some sort of like play area for children or just a place that you just explore.
1: Or children at heart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of places with water, like misting and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, so I'm guessing that's probably for the summer when it gets ridiculously humid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I haven't been here in the summer, so I don't know how humid it is. Yeah, but this is March, so yeah, so I, I imagine it's probably probably worse than Tokyo. Tokyo's a little more north than Hong Kong, so I'm guessing it gets pretty humid. So.
1: Everybody who listens to your podcast knows that Tokyo Disney Resort is not really owned by Disney Parks. Well, it's not owned by Disney at all. I mean, it's it's owned by Oriental Land Company.
0: Yeah, Oriental Land Company basically franchised it
1: out. Yeah. So, and that makes TDR an anomaly. And I think coming to Hong Kong Disneyland, it was really distinct that this is a Disney park. You could tell immediately that Disney itself ran
0: this park. Because it just, everything just ran the same as, like, Back in Disneyland and Walt Disney World and in Paris, like there was a lot of similarities just the way things were run. Yeah, I um, can't really think of it off the top of my head. It's just like the whole the whole thing. You could well, even tell. the
1: merchandising. I think merchandising yeah. maybe is the biggest place where you notice that because um, you know there's a lot of Universal mer- merchandising that shows up. You know, between California and Florida, for example, right. And some of that I think shows up in the parks here. And so there's and they use the Disney Parks branding on that kind of stuff. And so I think that's one thing you notice, but also, um, yeah, it's just there's a it's a different slightly different way of operating and it's it's an intangible you can't always put your finger on.
0: Yeah, I think probably the big thing for me is like seeing the Disney Disney Parks logo on the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. But seeing that on the Duffy and Shelley May merchandise, yes. that is to me, for someone who's you know, obviously from to- from the Tokyo parks, seeing that is really weird because in Tokyo you see, you know, Duffy Shelley May, Gelatoni. It says Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah, that's it. it. Doesn't say Disney Parks. It says Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. So to see that, it's very strange
1: to me to see that. To see Duffy and Shelley May in this park was actually really interesting for me as well because. Um, the way that they're kind of cast in this park they're they're kind of almost um, if anyone has seen
0: Buffy the Vampire Slayer I know this might be a Buffy little Buffy Duffy this might be a little um, uh, obscure for some people but there's a part in uh, the Buffy series where this character just is all of a sudden just in in the show and everyone <laughs> just acts like it's normal like it's always been there that's how I feel like Duffy is here. It's just like he was just kind of put it's there kind of, and he's
1: there now. And It's kind of like when they changed Becky on Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sarah yeah, been so here the it's whole just time. like
0: it just feels like Duffy was always there. Duffy and yeah. Shelley May. And it's 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 interesting. And it's the like,
1: merchandising really reflects that because even on the Omiyagi that you were looking at today, yeah, uh, that you're I know you're buying some for your office. Spoiler alert, they're getting some food. Yeah. Um, on the tins Duffy and Shelly May are just everything. are just as prominent as Chippendale and Dale or Daisy and Daffy, Daisy and, <laughs> Daisy and, Daffy. <laughs> Daisy and Daffy, Daisy and Donald. <laughs> okay, in my defense, it's eleven o'clock in Hong Kong. Um, no, you're totally
0: right because uh, at Tokyo Disney Sea, we they, they don't you, they don't do that. It's just it's. <laughs> It's just, it, it, like, like I said earlier,
1: it's strange. But it, it was cool to see. I mean, it, it, I, it was neat to see how Duffy and Shelly May are cast in this park. And Gelatoni does not exist in Hong Kong yet. No. And some of the merchandise, mainly
0: the the plush badges, yeah, they looked off. They looked... A little different. Strange. Like, if they were to sell that at Disney Sea, people would be outraged because... <laughs>
1: Well, they don't look how they don't look like how you're used to seeing them. They don't, but sorry, it doesn't mean, mean that they're wrong. It just means that they're not the how you're used I'm to. Gonna seeing I'm going to say
0: them. it. They're wrong. Okay, <laughs> no, it, that's just. I'm a Duffy fan, and those no, I'm sorry, but those need to
1: yeah. Fair, anyway, fair enough. Um, in comparisons to, to Tokyo Disney Resort, though, uh, and in comparison to all the other parks, and I mentioned this when I talked about it being a playground, um. I thought it was interesting how few rides there are here. I mean, and Tokyo Disney Resort has a good stable of rides, but I would say that Hong Kong definitely, you know, each land has one, maybe two rides, save for Fantasyland, because Fantasyland has some of the classics, but even, we were talking over supper tonight, Fantasyland has Winnie the Pooh, but does not have Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It does not have Peter Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, there's a smaller number of rides here, and that, it's, it. by no means is it off, I don't think it's off-putting. I think it's, once you kind of understand the park, and you walk through, and you see how people are using the park, I think you understand why. Because our favorite rides, which we'll talk about coming up, we were able to walk on time after time after time after time, and it was weird to not see people there. Instead, they were off in other parts of the park doing other things. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't like the parks weren't busy; they were actually, you know, there there were a good number of people there. But it was people use this park a lot differently.
0: Yeah, I don't know where these people were. Like, there's a lot of people walking around, shopping, eating, and stuff, but no one was in the line. Yeah, it's just I. Seriously, if if if, if there's a local from Hong Kong listening, where do you guys go? We couldn't find you. No,
1: although we okay. Even but that said we did have somebody find us today which was yes. awesome yes
0: um, I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not but if they do awesome it was really nice meeting you make sure you tweet at us so I know who you are because I, I sorry I, I don't I don't I didn't recognize it, who it was. but We,
1: we were just yeah. kind of flabbergasted that somebody flagged us down and said, is this you? And we said, yeah. And yeah, that,
0: that was it, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it, was just little,
1: it, it was an overwhelming but very cool experience. That's fun. That was one of the highlights of the day, I think, actually. Was, that was actually kind of cool. Because that, I wasn't expecting that, to be no, quite honest. No, no. That was really neat. Let's talk about some other highlights. Um, if if the we'll, we'll do top three. Sure. Start. Let's start with the good one, number one. I'd have to say... Mystic Manor. Oh, yeah. That was by far the
0: best thing for me today. For me, like, everyone I talked to that's been here before, everyone raves about Mystic Manor. And I didn't want to spoil it for myself because I know I could easily go on YouTube. I can go on Wikipedia. Like, I can find out so much stuff about it, like what the story is, or even watch it or all that. I didn't do any of that because I wanted to be legitimately surprised and I wasn't just surprised. I was blown away.
1: So we should give some context and it won't give spoilers. But um, the background on this is that in Chinese Mm -hmm. culture, Mm -hmm. the idea of the afterlife and, and everything that the Haunted Mansion is based on in North America. Ghosts. Ghosts. It doesn't translate culturally to this part of the world. Um, the audience just would kind of... It, it wouldn't necessarily ring true, maybe is the best way to put it. And so when deciding to create a ride or an attraction for Hong Kong Disneyland um, that maybe was in the same theme or in the same vibe as Haunted Mansion, they came up with this idea of using the, the idea of magic um, that, that gets unleashed in a place to maybe bring it to life in some of the same ways that we see Haunted Mansion come to life. And that's how you get Mystic Manor. And on top of that, not only do you get a very localized and and great experience, but you also get this adorable, bloody, commercially successful little character named Albert, who's a monkey, who is your tour guide, effectively, on this ride. That's a fair way to describe him, right?
0: Yeah, I would say
1: so. And so he's a mischievous little monkey. He's got big googly eyes and big smile and makes cute little sounds in, in, in the in in the ride. And as a result, I ended up buying a plush, um, which is, you know, goes without saying, I think that when you have characters like that, it's kind of like Br'er Rabbit for me in uh, at Splash Mountain. And when we went to Florida, I found a Br'er Rabbit plush and I had to buy that damn thing because I could not leave without that plush. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Yeah, when you have cute characters like that, it makes a ride like that, I think, really easy to love. Yeah, and um, another
0: highlight for me for that attraction in particular is um, it uses the uh, trackless system, so the same system that Pooh's Honey Hunt uses at Tokyo Disneyland. Um, I believe the Ratatouille ride at Disneyland Paris uses it, Mm -hmm. and also the new, I don't know the name right now, the new Luigi attraction at uh Disneyland and or California Adventure is also using it too. Yeah.
1: Uh what's your number 2 number 2 highlight?
0: I'd say the Big Grizzly
1: Mountain Gulch the uh, runaway mine, mine cars. cars. It's a long name. So, this is in place uh well, I say in place of, but I mean, it kind of has the spirit of Big Thunder Railroad in it. It's essentially if Big Thunder Mountain
0: decided to marry expedition everest
1: and have a roller coaster baby
0: yeah it would be this (laughs) this is what would pop out
1: yeah um yeah it really is neat how they've taken the idea because i mean you know you you can do a number of different things with big thunder railroad um when you go to a different park like uh, paris for example big thunder railroad the real attraction there is that you go underwater yeah, right? Mm-hmm. You start off in one spot, you go through a tunnel, and you're actually on an island you know, as everything's kind of going on, and you don't really realize it till after the ride is over. With this, I think what's neat is that they've taken that whole country and western theme, but then they've now put it into a different context, and, and they've done some stuff with the roller coaster that makes it a little bit more uh, adventurous even than than the update in Tokyo. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. It's a
0: little more, I guess, uh, more of a thrill ride. Like more, it's a bigger thrill. Yeah, is the best way to put it.
1: I mean, it's not like a rock and roller coaster, no, uh, where you're you're going from zero to sixty or California screaming. But there are parts where you get a pretty good gush of air in your face when 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 you take off in a couple of places in it. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it definitely gets your adrenaline up a bit.
0: That one is definitely good for a thrill yeah
1: yeah no and the theming is really good and there again there's cute characters inside of it too i mean you know there's a baby bear that kind of you just you you just want to pinch its cheeks it's kind of adorable so uh, that was definitely a highlight too uh number three highlight i'd have to say the low wait times it is crazy how low the wait times were during this visit and i we were here this is first week first full week of march um, so, I mean, you know, we're, we're somewhat removed from Chinese new year and maybe this is a low period, like a low season. And, and we just don't know the seasons for this park necessarily, but whatever the season is, damn, those were low wait times.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, most people I've talked to, they kind of had the similar experience for wait times and they've visited various times of the year. So might be something that's kind of normal for the most part.
1: Yeah, and it, it depends on the ride too, though. I mean, uh, on Mystic Manor, on uh, the Grizzly Mountain uh, mine cars, uh, also even on things like RC Racer over in Toyland, um, the wait time is five. It says five minutes, but it might as well be zero because it's you you the time really is to walk through the queue.
0: Yeah,
1: and once you get to the end of the queue, you walk right onto the ride. We did that so many times, yet. You go to something like the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and... That
0: was probably the longest wait time out of all the attractions. It
1: it was a 20-minute wait, and when I say 20 minutes, I mean, it was a solid 20 if you didn't have a Fast Pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there was a crazy lineup going on for that thing.
0: Yeah, there's only two Fast Pass attractions at this park,
1: and it's Space Mountain and Winnie the Pooh. We walked on to Space Mountain as well twice.
0: Yeah, there was no need for a Fast Pass It'd be kind of, well... Oh. I, I guess you really wouldn't be wasting because you only get two options anyway, so it doesn't yeah. really matter.
1: So I'm, i and I don't know, you know, whether or not it's how people use the park, and so maybe that's why the attractions weren't that busy. Like when we walk, when we were going into the park today, which was a Saturday, um, after breakfast and everything at the hotel, I kind of had a bit of a lump in my throat, thinking, "Oh gosh, this is going to be a busy day," because there were a lot of people walking into that park. But once we got back where all the rides were that we wanted to go on, couldn't find anybody.
0: Yeah, it was still five minutes.
1: Yeah. Okay, I know we did our top three highlights, but there is one more thing that's kind of a little bit different here that I think um, you you noticed before we got here. Somebody had mentioned to you, and then today, every time we would go around to different park staff, I'd ask them, "Hey, do you have any stickers?" And they'd say, "Yeah." And stickers are a big thing here, aren't they?
0: Uh apparently, yes. Um I have a whole bunch here. Right you got now. a
1: stack of them, man. A stack of
0: them. Uh yeah, they're stickers. Like, that's what they are, but they're like in the shape of the Sumsums.
1: Oh, so like there's Sumsum versions of the characters. I
0: I don't know if it, like it doesn't say that they are, but, they, but it's evident that they, they are. look like them. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And there's like all the cast members have random ones like right, like right now. I have one that was Jimmy Jim- Cricket. Cricket, and then uh, Scrump from Lilo and Stitch, and then we have Daisy, and then we have Bambi, and then we have uh,
1: the uh, oh yeah, the pig from uh, pig. yeah,
0: <laughs> the, from Toy Story. What's yes. his name? Maximus, whatever his name is. Yeah, and then um, I got when I bought my Albert Tsum Tsum. The cast member gave me an like Albert Tomb sticker. sticker. And we also have a mini sticker. And we have a Shelley May sticker. And we have a sticker that tells us to don't, don't miss the parade tonight. Don't miss Disney Paint the Night. Cool. Which we didn't. Yes. And then we got a sticker from Chef Mickey. Yeah. And the cast member told us you can only get this here.
1: So it's almost like in the same vein as like, you know, with the collectible pins in in um in florida and california they do pins here as well but i mean it's it's kind of that vein that there's a there's like a special limited editionist to it
0: yeah i don't i don't know the reasoning behind it but i'm not complaining so if you go to hong kong disneyland and you should
1: make sure to ask for stickers let's talk about food uh because eating in the parks
0: is always good food is good you always eat right
1: yeah um what was cool, by the way, with our package, and I think you're going to elaborate more on this later, but with our package that we, we have, um, we ended up with these vouchers, food vouchers, where we could use pretty much every restaurant into the par- in the park. I think there was only one or two restaurants that we couldn't use it at, like Plaza Inn or something like that. Um, but basically, we were able to get full meals, and we were paying the prices at about, say, 2,000 yen or so yep. for each meal. Uh, included in in the stay, so that's pretty good value if you ask me. Um, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, I was too. Uh, um, now I think for you, I know that when you're in Tokyo, you really it's all about the food. Well, and the cuteness of the food. Like, my God, if I see an if I if I see another alien mochi photo on your Instagram account, <laughs> um, you like the cute food. Me and many other people, yes. I mean, it's an attraction.
0: It, sometimes that's all I will do, is just eat. And... But
1: here, cute food really wasn't on the menu as much. No, which is interesting
0: to me. There, was, like, there were some things that were cute, but for the most part, no, everything was very just... It's a hot dog. That's all you get. It's a hot dog, or I don't know if they had corn dogs, but they had that, um, and they had, like, donuts. Like, these weird, like... Not weird, but I'm guessing it's a local thing, but, like, these round donuts Mm -hmm. with, like, sprinkles on them. Yeah, yeah. There was no imagination in them whatsoever, so it's just kind of like, it's just food you eat, right? But there was, um, they had character-shaped ice cream. Oh, God, that was so good. Uh, One was Stitch, which I think you said was Blue Raspberry. Yeah. And the other one was Lotso, which
1: was obviously strawberries. And it tastes, I, I, I. Demanded a taste of lots of ice cream and it's pretty good, oh, so good,
0: as for other stuff in the park,
1: there wasn't really like
0: character shaped anything. anything there was like there was like little dessert cups that were like but mm-hmm. the, it was the cups themselves that were in the shape of Mickey ears, yeah, or stuff like that
1: at the hotels. there is a little bit more in the in the way of cute food on the breakfast buffet at chef Mickey's this morning, um, they had pork buns, steamed pork buns. That were in the shape of little piggies, which I thought was really cute. Yeah, that was and, cute. And there was that kind of stuff. And then over at uh, the Disneyland mm-hmm. Hotel, they have the uh, um, the Lotus restaurant. What is it called again? Crystal Lotus. Crystal Lotus. And one of the big attractions at Crystal Lotus, which we wanted to do and we did not get a chance to do, is the dim sum That they do, and, like, on weekends, it's from, like, 11 till 3, and we went there today, and they said, we're almost full up. You need a reservation if you want to do this, which we don't have the time to do it, unfortunately. Um, But there, the dim sum is adorable. I've seen photos of that stuff, and it's cute as hell. Oh, yeah, they
0: have, like, everything you think of for characters. Like, they're doing a special one for Baymax right now.
1: Yeah. Baymax
0: is big here, by the way. Huge. Which is... Again, that's very weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the characters that they've chosen here as being, you know, park characters that are that are of high profile. Yeah. Um, I mean, every park has its own nuances. I mean, people would go to Tokyo Disney Resort, made from America and go, "Gee, you have Clarice." You know, that yeah. that, that, that to some people might be strange. Here, Bay, we saw Baymax, Lotso. Lotso is a big character here. Uh, I don't know if Merlin
0: exists like if he's a park character. At the other parks, but we saw him today. Merlin
1: the Wizard was doing a walkabout today.
0: Well, he was running away from the stormtroopers. That was funny, actually.
1: Because <laughs> we when we first got here, I said, I bet you they have utilidors underneath the, the park like they have at Magic Kingdom. Just because it's a newer park, you'd think that that might be a thing. And so we were walking along today, and a pair of stormtroopers left Tomorrowland to go backstage and they were crossing over through Fantasyland, <laughs> and Merlin, the wizard was talking to some kids, saw the stormtroopers coming and ran away and they ran after him. Yeah. He screamed
0: and ran away. I, I got a giggle out of that. That's funny. Yeah. There's actually a video on, um, I put it on Twitter. If you guys want to look for that?
1: TDR Explorer on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to food, food, uh, not as cute. Um, and there were North American options, but I think there was a bigger focus and rightly so. On, on Asian food options here. That yeah, I think... a lot
0: of the places we went to, like uh, in Tomorrowland, like they had like one or two burgers, mm-hmm. like, beef burgers, and the rest was uh, like a chicken burger or fried chicken or, you know, going into noodles and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. There's a big... Um, uh, halal is very popular because yeah. like even like on our vouchers, It would list saying, like, which restaurants are halal certified.
1: Yeah, and that's really important, especially, you know, having spent some time just recently in Southeast Asia, I spent a month in Malaysia. And I can tell you that, you know, if you want to do business in Malaysia um, as a restaurant, you better get yourself halal certified. Because if you're not, um, you lose out on on a huge potential audience to come into your restaurant. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Starbucks. I mean, think about everything on Starbucks' menu. Um, Starbucks has gotten themselves halal certified in Malaysia. So, you know, for this park, which caters to all points throughout Asia, mm-hmm. um, you know, to have halal certified restaurants is a big deal. And just kind
0: of diverging a little bit, um, noticing the all the different types of people in the park. So it's not like, you know, kind of like when you go to Tokyo you're mainly just seeing Japanese people and you might see tourists here and there. It's a
1: domestic audience. It's
0: very Japanese. Yeah. You come here, yes, there's lots of Chinese people, like people from different parts of China and all that stuff. But there's lots of other people from all these other countries as well, like from, you know, uh,
1: places like from the uh, Middle East and other parts of Europe. Heard lots of Aussie accents, a lot of British accents. And of course, I mean, Hong Kong up until 1999, I believe it was, was... Uh, still a colony of of, of of Britain, so I mean they had the big uh, flag changing ceremony before it became a special administrative region. So I mean, there's there's probably still a lot of people with British roots here. So I mean, you have this big mix, and as a result, there's so many different languages as well on all the announcements. You have Cantonese, you have Mandarin, you have English, uh, you have other languages as well. Yeah, there's some
0: some languages I didn't under, I didn't recognize what they were.
1: So. Yeah. But it it really is diverse, and so the food re- represents that as well. I think in, in a very good way. Very good way, I would say. There's, um, with Hong Kong, I would say
0: you're gonna have to get a little adventurous if you want to not just have a beef burger from one or two places. Yeah. Everywhere else is kind of there's some food options there you you might look at and think, why would I want that?
1: But it's worth trying. It, yeah. it you know what it's. It's tasty. That's the thing that I think I, I walked away with is the food here is incredibly tasty.
0: Well, and if you're coming all the way to Asia, yeah, you need to eat some of the food. Come when, in, on. when in Rome. When in Rome.
1: <laughs> okay, let's talk about favorite restaurants then because um, uh, we differ on this actually, um, you and I.
0: Right. Um, I liked the, uh, what was it? The ca- River-
1: Riverside Cafe.
0: Riverside Cafe in Adventureland.
1: Yeah, it's a table service restaurant.
0: It's very it's Chinese family style, I guess, yeah. is the best way to describe it. Where you order everything, but then, but like you know, for for North Americans, when we order food, we each get our own plate. Yeah, right. But this, you order something and it comes out on its own big plate and you share it with everyone. Yeah. And the whole area, like the, all the tables, are kind of set up like round tables. Yeah. So it's very very. Targeted towards that demographic, family-oriented, which, oriented, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah, and on top of that, the food was fantastic. I had, we had sweet and sour
1: pork, mm-hmm. which
0: can't get in Japan.
1: Back in Canada, we can get some really good stuff, but this stuff was good. I, this this was, was very really good. good. And then we got like the uh, uh, beef,
0: beef. Yeah, a, there was there was almost like a garlic beef. Yeah, and then we, there was a soup, and there's jasmine rice. And then we ended up getting a picture of... Oh, the, right, the Riverside,
1: Riverside. Uh, Punch.
0: Yeah, that was really good. I don't know what fruit was in it.
1: There was some pineapple for sure in there. Well, there's a slice of pineapple that I dropped, but yes. That was
0: that was probably my one of my favorite meals there. It was just, it was so simple, and it was yeah. quick, and it was delicious, and we got to eat outside. It was great.
1: Yeah, my favorite restaurant uh, was over in Tomorrowland, actually it was called Comets Cafe. And for lunch, I had, um, basically, it was a bowl full of uh, ramen-style noodles. Uh, They had wontons in there, pork-filled wontons, which were so good. I love wonton soup, and so getting great wontons right here in in Hong Kong was amazing. Uh, Beef brisket, amazing, really tasty broth. Um, And it, it kind of hit the spot because it was getting to be a little cool today. It was trying to rain a little bit. And so to have a nice big warm bowl of soup kind of warm you up in the middle of the day, that was really good. I thought, and, um, and again, the noodles were great. The broth was amazing. It was, it was kind of when I, when I think about, you know, if I was to go to a, a Disney park in Asia and try and find an Asian themed dish, that would kind of scream out to me as being something that's kind of very, very similar to what people would have in their daily lives. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, Riverside was really good, but that was probably my, my, my favorite part of the day. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we wrap things up, let's talk a little bit about where we're staying. Uh, We referenced the package that we, we bought and that kind of stuff. Um, we are staying at Disney's Hollywood Hotel. There are two h- hotels on property here. And Disney's Hollywood Hotel is one of them. Disneyland is the other. Uh, Disneyland Hotel is the other one.
0: Yeah, this, this the Hollywood Hotel, if anyone has been to Tokyo, this is, like, very, very similar to the Ambassador Hotel. Very similar. Like, it's almost like a carbon copy. <laughs> like, just with... On the, the exterior. The whole Hollywood theme. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Very similar to that,
1: yeah. It uh, it's home to Chef Mickey, which we'll talk about coming up in a moment. Um, it has kind of that Art Deco look, which again makes it feel a lot like the Ambassador. Chef Mickey's uh, was a great place for breakfast this morning. Tons of food options, in oh. terms,
0: like well the the uh, variety they had like the typical North American breakfast, so mm-hmm. sausage, eggs, bacon, Mickey waffles. Mm. uh yogurt mm-hmm. fruit all that stuff cereal uh, that you can get with milk and all that but then there's also a, i i don't want to say it's traditional cuz i don't know but i'm guessing it's like a traditional chinese breakfast yeah a lot of um a lot of stuff I've never seen before, so I don't really know what yeah. it was. I mean, there
1: were a lot of noodle-based things on on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bit of a brunch feel to it. I I would contend, like there, you had samosas, you had some stuff like that. Um, you had quite the quite the tray of deli meats and that kind of thing, which is kind of remnant of what we saw in Paris actually a little bit at, at breakfast time. Um, it was just a really good wide range of stuff, and I th- I sampled quite a bit of it actually this morning, like from different areas and. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the food was very good.
0: Yeah, you can get um like like a noodle dish. Um I had steamed vegetables, mm-hmm. like a bunch of Chinese vegetables had cheese on it. Yeah. I, I don't even know. On like some of the vegetables I don't even know what they were, but they were good. So I ate them. Um probably the one of the uh cute desserts. Like oh, if you want to call a dessert, but it was Banana cake, they called it. But mm. It was in the shape of
1: Winnie the Pooh, his face. Before we wrap things up, um, one last thing to talk about. And that is getting touched by Disney magic. And it happens in a number of ways. Sometimes when you go to, to, to a Disney park and you get... Every so often, maybe there's a cast member who has made things really especially, you know, fantastic for you, or like when we were in California, we got plucked out of the crowd for VIP seating during the Paint the Night Parade at Anaheim this past summer. There's little things that happen every so often that you kind of go, oh, wow, that's some Disney magic. And it started before we even got here, because you got an email about a week before we we were set to arrive here, and we ended up with an upgraded room that was the first thing that was a little bit of Disney magic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which felt pretty good. I mean, let's face it. I mean, anytime you can get a little bit more than what you paid for, it feels good. Yeah. But then the real magic came the day that we arrived because when we were checking in, I mentioned to the front desk that this was the final of the five parks for us to, to go around the world. And they smiled and they said, Oh, that's nice. And then we came back to our room that, night and we had something left for us
0: yeah there was two big notes on our (laughs) on our table
1: like oversized greeting cards yeah
0: and they're both personalized to both of us here actually we have 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 them right right here here. yeah um one was it's almost like one's almost like a uh, looks like a diploma Yeah, yeah something to put on your wall it's like Welcome to Disney's Hollywood Hotel. This certificate is presented to Mr. Christopher for your first visit on March 4th, 2016. We hope you enjoy your stay with us. Disney's Hollywood Hotel front desk.
1: But then, inside the card, that was on the outside of the card, inside the card they say, Dear Christopher, welcome to Hong Kong Disney's uh, Hollywood Hotel. It is our pleasure to be the choice as the last stop of your worldwide Disney trip from the front desk. And if that wasn't personalized enough, right below that are photos that we had tweeted out and put on Instagram earlier in the day of us in the parks. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I have a stalker. Just, so it's pretty awesome. They found me. <laughs> yeah, they knew who you were. No, I think that's really cool is that um, and I've just gotten to the point where I don't even question how it happens anymore. But I would say that is some Disney magic. And, you know, you can't help but just be appreciative of it. Because that's... If I overthink it too much and try and figure out how it happened, it'll ruin the magic. So I leave it at this. I'm appreciative of the magic. It puts a smile on my face. And it was an awesome thing to come back to. And, man, that's why... I love visiting Disney parks.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our special in between episode featuring Gon John from GonJohn.com. So make sure you check him out on Twitter and on his Facebook page and also on GonJohn.com. He talks about uh, traveling to Japan and also other parts of the world that he's visited. Okay, so I think that does it for this special in between episode um make sure you rate the tdr now podcast on itunes on stitcher make sure you tell your friends about us and all that kind of stuff and don't worry we have another we have more episodes coming out very soon so make sure you keep an eye on that okay all right guys thank you so much and we will talk to you soon